Okay, well, I was praying about where the Lord wanted me this morning, and so I led to this text. This is where we're going to be, starting in verse number 5 in Jeremiah 17. I want to start and read down through verse number 10. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, and whose heart departeth from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaves shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked who can know it. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. Now this passage of Scripture, it, it conveys to us very clearly that there are really only two ways of life. The blessed way of trusting in and following the Lord and giving your life to Him or the cursed way of doing your own thing, choosing your own path and trusting in your own devices. Yes, the truth is that following the Lord isn't always easy, is it? In fact, at times it can be very difficult. But the Lord never promised that it would be easy, did he? In fact, when he called out to men to follow him, his cry that is listed for us in Matthew 16, 24 was, was, was one of, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Amen. Right. Listen, that's a cry of self-denial cry to, uh, or a call to, to bear our cross and that's self-denial and cross-bearing, that's not fun is it? But the truth is that a man that is not willing to turn his back on self and, and sin and, and take up that cross is not ready to trust it and follow Christ. He's still holding on to all that mess and is unwilling to deny it and turn his back on it that he might turn to and trust in and follow Jesus. You see, true salvation is, is more about a commitment of the heart than a confession of the mouth. I've met so many people in this day and age that they, they've prayed those prayers. They've done many religious things and they've done many numerous good deeds even in the name of Jesus. And, and yet if you examined their life and heart, you would find that the vast majority of these nice religious people have confessed Christ with their lips, but they have never committed their life to Christ with their heart. And it is so, so very evident. And listen, friend, that is not the blessed way, is it? That is the way of the cursed man. That's what we're looking at today, the way of the cursed man. You see, such a man can, listen, he can say whatever he wants with his lips, but the truth is that such a man chooses a way which departs from the Lord. That's what the Bible says here. Yes. Departs from the Lord and what the Lord wants in his life. 
He chooses a way which looks to self and it looks to sinful man and looks to secular society as, as a means of support on that awful and that path of cursedness. But listen, friend, Christ didn't call us to follow self, did he? No, sir. Christ didn't, Christ didn't call us to trust in man, did he? Christ didn't call us to trust in a religion, did he? But he called us to deny ourselves and to once and for all to repent and to turn our back on all that is of sin and self and to take up that cross and to just trust him and follow Christ, amen, who is our blessed Redeemer. For you know what, although it isn't always the easiest path, this is the best way, isn't it? And this is the blessed way as well. This text makes that abundantly clear. May not always be easiest, but it's the best in the blessed way. Just turn your back on all else. Give him your life to Christ. Trust him. Follow him as your Lord and Savior with everything that you've got. And you know what, friend? This, this route is a route which you will never Regret. If I was a godly sorrow, it's something you don't repent of, meaning it's not something you change your mind about. Wow. If you truly repent to trust in Christ, listen, it's not going to change, amen, because you're going to go on for Christ, and you're going to follow him with all of your heart and with all of your soul. Listen, that's the path of following Jesus. Just deny yourself and take up that cross and follow God, amen. path you won't regret. You know, on the other hand, the alternative is not good, is it? The Bible says in Proverbs, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man. But you know what? It's a cursed way. And the Bible says the end there over what? The ways of death. Is the broad path that Jesus talked about that so many in this world today travel, even those that consider themselves religious or call themselves Christian, so many of them are on that broad path. But listen, my friend, it is a path which leads to destruction. Amen. This route is a route which will most definitely, you will regret, because it is a path of cursedness and not a path of blessedness. If you choose that broad and cursed path, that broad and cursed way that leads to destruction, you will suffer the consequences both in this life and in the life to come and in eternity. Luke chapter 16, we find a man that chose that cursed way, didn't we? He was a rich man, had a poor beggar that sat at his, at his gate day after day, a man named Lazarus. In this world, Lazarus had nothing. But you know what? He had Christ. He knew the Lord. And so both of these men, they went to eternity. One to eternal cursedness. One to eternal blessedness. What was the difference? Listen, one of these men chose to trust him and follow Christ. The other one said, fine, I've got all I want in life. I've got my mansions. I've got my riches. I've got what I want. And he lifted up his eyes in hell in torments. Wanting just a drop of water for his tongue. 
living forever in a place of regret, thinking, man, if I could just only have gone back and traded all those mansions and all those riches and all that stuff, that I could repent and give my life to God, I would do it like that. Listen, you know what? There's no unrepentant sinners in hell. Every single one of them lifts up their eyes in torments. Every single one of them would come back here today in a, heart in a heartbeat, and they would get right with God. And I'll tell you, they would thoroughly get right with God. And they would repent, and they would be completely changed. That's so much so why the rich man, he kept on saying, please, please, just send somebody back to my house. Maybe if somebody would like Abraham go back from the dead, they would believe him and repent. He didn't want them to end up in that place. He didn't want them to live a vain and pointless life on a cursed path to wake up in a vain and pointless eternity forever and ever separated from God. It's not what he wanted. And so listen, there's a reality here that that rich man made his choice, didn't he? And so did Lazarus. And you know what? It made a difference. You don't have to have money to get into heaven. You have to have Jesus. Amen. And so listen, folks. There's a fork in the road for every individual. The narrow way of life eternal. The broad path that leads to destruction. The blessed way and the cursed way. And if they choose to continue on that broad, cursed way. Let me tell you, friend. It only leads to regrets. They will look back. Listen, they will look back with the words, if only imprinted on their minds. If only I trusted Christ. If only I repented and given my life to him. It wouldn't be like it is right now. Because you know what? In this life, they're going to reap the cursed results of that path right now. You know what? You don't have to wait to get to the eternity to get to the curse of this. Because you're going to reap what you sow. And when you choose to rebel against God to live your own life, your own way, and do your own thing, listen, you're going to reap the consequences now. It may not be this very instant moment, but it's going to grow and it's going to come out. Listen, be sure your sin will find you out. And you're going to reap what you sow. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever as man soweth, that shall he also reap. You sow a life on the cursed path, you're going to reap a cursed existence in this world, my friend. But I'll tell you what, when Jesus came, he came to offer life, didn't he? And life more abundantly. And I'll tell you what, the moment a man says, I'm done with that cursed path. I don't want that anymore. Praise God. I'm looking to Christ. I'm repenting of all that. And I'm going to take the high road and the narrow way. And I'm going to trust him and follow Christ. Amen. Listen, he's now on the blessed path. And that's going to make all the difference. Because now, listen, he's not just living. I mean, he's not just eating and breathing and taking up space in this planet, but he is living and walking the abundant life. Is that not what God wants for you? Not just to take up space, but to live the abundant life. That's why Jesus came. And as even Brother Darrell was talking about this morning, the purpose in Jesus coming is that we reflect the very image of God. That's purpose for you, friend. 
Not that you would live for yourself and all that you want. That's the curse inside, right? But you live for Christ and all he wants and reflect the very glory and image of God in your life. That's what God wants for us. You know, many will reap the cursed results now in this life because you will reap what you sow. But if they continue on this path, the truth is that they will also reap a cursed eternity in hell. Tormented in eternal flames. Because God offered them. Think about how, how awful a thought that is. God Almighty, the creator of the universe, the highest of all, the king of kings, the Lord of lords. He offered them a good and blessed way. But they refused. They wouldn't take it. They wouldn't receive it. God. Instead, they chose the path of cursedness. Cursedness in this life and then cursedness in the life to follow. And I'll tell you what an awful thought that is. You know what, friend? This life is our valley of decision. And we've got to decide in this life to either take that path of blessedness or to take that path of cursedness. God sets before you this day a blessing and a curse. But listen, you, my friend, are the one that is going to have to make the choice. Which path will you take? You know what? There's a reason why we start out with Sunday school. I have decided to follow Jesus. Because that decision is going to be made in every individual's heart. Will you decide to trust him and follow Jesus? Or are you just going to keep going your own way, doing your own thing? I'm not talking about getting religious. I'm not talking about getting wet in the baptistry. I'm not talking about coming to a church or joining a church. I'm not talking about some praying some sort of sinner's prayer. Listen, I'm talking about reality. I'm giving your life to Christ and genuinely repenting and turning to him and trusting him and following him with all your heart. I'm talking about a reality of a relationship with Jesus. Boy, it amazes me how many people I've met in this day and age that will tell you how saved they are. And yet it's so very evident they're not walking with God and they don't care about God. Why? Because they did a religious thing, but they never got saved. Good, they prayed some sinner's prayer, but they never repented and truly gave their life to Christ to trust him and follow him. And so they don't have the goods. And what did Jesus say? Ye shall know them by their fruits. You know what? The fruit won't lie. You know what? The path won't lie either. You can tell where a person's at by the path they're taking. There's a reason Jesus said, I am the way, right? He's the path that you were to follow. Not yourself, me, myself, and I, and the world, and the devil, and the flesh. But Christ, God, the way of God, the way of life eternal. That is the way that we are to follow, the way that we are to walk in. And that's the way we ought to be seen walking in as we turn to and trust in Christ as our Savior. But you know what? The choice is ours. Will I trust, choose to trust in and follow Jesus and enjoy that blessed way? Or will I continue on a cursed path of destruction? Now, I could go around the room today and I could get testimonies. I'm sure I could get people to stand up and you could testify for us this morning that you were on that cursed path. If I asked you if it was good, 
You can testify to us all today that it was miserable, that it was awful, that it was horrible, that you were living for your sin and yourself and the devil, and it was, it was an awful time. But listen, then, when Christ came into your life, everything turned around as you turned to Christ to trust him and follow him as your Savior, and your life became changed, David. Amen. I was out witnessing to a man this week, and I grabbed Brother Danny, and I took him with me. And as I was preaching to the man and talking to him about Christ, he said, Brother Danny, you, you share your testimony with us. You share our test. Tell, tell this man about what God did in your life. And he just got to testify about all the goodness of God and what God did in changing his life. And I'm sure if he was to stand up today, he'd tell you, you know what, I was on that cursed path. I was on that cursed path, but then I met Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Then I met Christ. Amen. And when Christ came into my life, everything changed. Everything became new. And I started walking on the high road. Amen. And I started taking the path of following Jesus. And he made a change in my life. Amen. Wow. Praise God. What a difference it makes when you start down the blessed way instead of continuing on the cursed way. Just like that maniac of Gadara, he came to Christ, and boy, everything changed, didn't it? He was found sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind, because Jesus made all the difference. And you know what? That's the case. That's the truth of what happens when we truly come to Christ and give our life to him. As we look at our text today, and I, we consider this thought, I want us to notice here the description that we see here of the cursed road, the, the description that we see here of the cursed man. I want you to notice, first of all, we're going to look at verse 5 and a few of these other verses afterwards. I want you to notice, first of all, his wrong choices. The Bible says in verse number 5, Cursed be the man that. Key on that word, that word there, that. Cursed be the man that. That conveys to us that this path of cursedness is a path of choices. This path of cursedness is a path which has to be chosen. Okay? It will be, listen friend, it will be your wrong choices that will lead you down this path of cursedness. You don't get there accidentally. Nobody else puts you on that path. No one else will make you ignore God's way for your own. No, you and you alone have made this decision to ignore God and what he has wanted in your life that you might do as you please. And listen, friend, just like the prodigal son, such an individual has ignored what the father has wanted in his life and he has run from him to dwell in some far country and to waste his life with riotous living and to do his own thing. You read that story. No one made that prodigal son do that but him. No one but he himself made that wrong choice. And so also, when he chose to repent, and to turn again to the Father, he had to choose that, didn't he? He turned, he chose that Father, the, chose the, the, he turned back to the Father, and the Father, the Bible tells us, was waiting for him. He was ready to receive him, and he was ready to receive him yes. with rejoicing. 
But you know what? The father didn't chase him to make him do it, did he? He didn't drag him back, did he? He would not force him to choose to come again to the father's house. Listen, friend. God sets before you a blessing and a curse. The choice for you is what will I choose? The road of cursedness or the road of blessedness? The road of following myself and my sin, my self-righteousness, the road of following the Savior and his will and his way and his word for my life. What's it going to be? There's choices here. Nobody forces you to do this. And just getting religious is not going to get it. Okay? You need Jesus. You don't need religion. Amen? And so listen, his wrong choices led him down that path of cursedness. You know what, that prodigal son could have died in the far country, couldn't he? Right. He, didn't have to, he, he? He didn't have to come back. He didn't have to choose to go back to the Father again. But he, he chose to repent and turn back and enter that Father's house to enjoy the rejoicing, to be able to sit at his table, to be as his son. Listen, that's what God wants for all of us because that is a path of blessedness. Not to dwell in that far country on that cursed path. To dwell with the Father on that high road on the path of blessedness. Amen. Yes. So notice his wrong choices of the cursed man on the cursed road. Notice also he has a wrong outward trust. Look at verse 5, if you would. Cursed be the man that trusteth in what? In man. So Jeremiah tells us here that such a man on this cursed path is not a man that is only a man of wrong choices, but he is also a man of misplaced trust. What is it that you trust in? Do you trust in some preacher? Do you trust in some politician? Some popular figure or some, some other person in your life? Is that where all your trust is at? Maybe you trust in a country or a government or a religion, some sort of institution of man. You know what? All these things are subject to fail. And therefore, it is cursed to place my faith and trust in them. But listen, friend. Jesus never fails. Amen. Jesus never fails. Amen. He is the rock of my salvation. Amen. He is the anchor of my soul. Amen. And so my faith has found a resting place. And on Christ the solid rock I stand. For my faith and trust is in Christ alone. For I know that all other options are only fallible men or fallible institutions of men. And they are subject to change. And they are subject to fail. And they are subject to fall apart. Therefore, it is cursed, a cursed path to trust in men, but it is a blessed path and it is a blessed way for a man to trust in the Lord because he will never, ever, ever fail you. Aren't you glad about that? He never lies and he never fails. And praise God, we can count on that always to be true because he never changes, amen? And so we see the... The blessed way is to choose to trust in the Lord, not choose to trust in men and religion and, 
and all these institutions of man. That's a wrong place to put your trust. Notice number three as well, his wrong sufficiency or wrong inward trust. It says also in verse five, it says, cursed be the man that maketh flesh his arm. This refers to an individual who trusts in his own strength, trusts in his own ability, maybe trusts in his own intellect or his own good deeds and good works. And so to trust in our own selves in one form or another is cursed because, listen, we're fallible, aren't we? We are subject to fail in any one of these areas. You think you're so smart? Well, listen, how many times have you forgotten something? Come on now. Even the young of us, youngest of us forget things. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm so smart. We, oh, we meet so many people out there. Boy, they are too smart for us to talk to about Christ. They've got their own idea, and you can't tell them one thing. Because they think they know it all, and they don't care to listen to what God has to say. And they, they're just, they're, I know, I know, I know, they're, they're, they're sitting there here shaking their head like this the whole time you're talking to them. And you can't tell them a word, because they think they're too smart. You know what? They're on the cursed path, aren't they? Some people out there, they're, 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 they're strong, physically. They mean, I can handle anything. I can do anything. Nothing can touch me. I'm so strong. I'm so powerful. I've, I've got this world under control, under wraps. How many men like that have you seen in a car wreck and be completely incapacitated? How many men like that have you seen get a deadly disease, no longer able to do anything? How many men like that have you seen have a stroke and in an instant of time, one whole half of their body doesn't work any longer? How strong are you now? Right? My strength, my intellect, my ability, I can do all this. You know what? It's all subject to fail, isn't it? That's cursed way. Isaiah wrote this, that even the youth shall faint and be weary. Don't care how young you are. Don't care how strong you are. I don't care how evil you are. I don't care how smart you are. You are fallible because you are a man and you are not God. The apostle Paul wrote this, one of the most spiritual men we know. In my flesh dwelleth no good thing. Listen, friend, you're not strong enough, you're not able enough, you're not smart enough, you are not good-looking enough, you are not good enough, period, right? Because we're all fallible, we're, we're finite, we're sinful people. And in an instant of change, all those things that we think are sufficient could be wiped away. If we're placing our faith and trust in ourselves, boy, we're going to find out that it's not enough, is it? It is not sufficient. Unfortunately, there's some people that aren't going to find that out until the judgment. Jesus said there'll be many in that day that will say, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name and done many good works in your name? And they go on and on about all the things they've done in his name. And he says, depart from me, ye that work iniquity. I never knew you. They thought they were sufficient in themselves. And they had not placed their faith and trust in God. And they found out otherwise after the judgment, didn't they? But they were just fallible men. And they found out 
that what they had to offer was not sufficient before God. For listen, friend, flesh will fail. Therefore, any trust in the flesh is a cursed thing. You're not strong enough. You're not able enough. You're not smart enough. You're not good enough to get to heaven, friend. Because still, even with all the effort that you can muster up in the arm of flesh, you are still going to fall short of the high and holy standard of the glory of God. But I'm glad that there's another way, isn't there? Romans 5, 6 says, For when I was without strength, Christ died for the ungodly. Amen. You know what? If you haven't figured it out yet, that's you. <laughs> and that's me. Praise God. Listen, when I was out strength, Christ died for me. Amen. Then deserve it. I, as a finite, fallible, insufficient man, had a all-powerful, all-sufficient God die for me and provide a way for me that I could be saved. Amen. You see, I, I need not to trust in myself. I need to turn to and trust in Christ. For blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. That's what it says in our text today. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord. For Jesus will never fail you. And he is the rock of our salvation. Yes. Listen, friend. The foolish man built his house on what? He built his hand on the house on the sand. When the winds got strong, when the floods rose up, it all fell apart because it wasn't sufficient. But the wise man, he built his house on the rock. And we all know that Christ is the rock of our salvation. He is the anchor of our soul. And so as that man, he built his house on the rock, the winds blew hard, the floods rolled, rose up, the rains came down, but nothing could take that house down because it was founded on the rock. Listen, there's nowhere else you can build your faith. There's nowhere else you can place your trust but on Jesus Christ alone. Amen. That's the only place that is not going to be subject to destruction and falling apart. You see, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. My faith is placed in him and in him alone. When I stand before God one day, I'm not going to say, oh God, look how good looking I am. I'm not going to say, oh God, look how strong I am. Oh God, look how smart I am. Oh God, look at all the good things I'm, I've done. I'm going to say, oh God, won't you see the blood? Amen. The blood of the cross. It was shed for me. Amen. Praise God. Because I was unworthy. And yet when I was unworthy, Christ died for me. And I've chosen that blessed way. To trust in him and in him alone and what he's done for me. You see, the curse of man, he has a wrong inward trust in his own sufficiency. He's got a wrong outward trust in men and the things of this world. And he's got some wrong choices. Notice also his wrong heart focus. Look again at verse number five. It also says, cursed be the man whose heart departeth from the Lord. Listen, friend, what does the Lord want from you? Does he want a prayer? Does he want 
religiousness? Does he want church attendance? Does he want baptism or good works? All those things are good. Does he want money? Is that what God wants? Ukrainians always you think they can pay enough to get into heaven. No, he doesn't want those things. The Lord wants your heart. The Lord wants you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to turn your back on sin and your wrong ways and to turn to him and choose to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. Just like the day when you get married, it's supposed to be to choose to love that wife with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might and give yourself to now belong to her. Listen, that's what Christ wants us to choose with him. To turn from our wrong and sinful ways and to turn to him and give our life to him, to trust him and to follow him and to love him with all of our heart and all of our soul and all of our might. And don't think that you can deceive God, friends. This verse here in verse 9 and 10, it makes it abundantly clear that he alone knows and sees what's in a man's heart. God looketh on the heart. God sees and knows what's in your heart. He knows if you've just done a religious thing or just prayed some sort of prayer to have a fire escape out of hell. And he knows if you've sincerely chosen to give your life to him to trust in him, to follow him, and to love him with all of your heart and soul and might. But a man whose heart, the Bible says here, departed from the Lord, such a man is on a cursed path, isn't he? Just like that prodigal, he was on a cursed path. And that path leads to destruction. It leads to ruin and destruction in his life, but it will also lead to a destruction in eternity as well. And so listen, friend, forget religion and just choose to love God, amen? Just choose to love Christ. For that is a blessed way. And if a man love not the Lord Jesus, 1 Corinthians 16, 22, if a man not love not the Lord Jesus, anathema maranatha, you don't know what that means? Let him be accursed. The Lord cometh. Somebody says, I'm a Christian. I go to church. I pray to prayer. I got baptized. Do you love Jesus? Come on now. Let him love not the Lord Jesus. Let him be accursed. The Lord's coming. You've got religion, but do you have a relationship? Let me tell you, friend, you're not going to get into heaven through a prayer. You're not going to get into heaven through your works. You're not going to get into heaven by going through a baptismal. Hey, you're only going to get into heaven through Jesus Christ. And the way he said to come to him is to repent and trust him as your Lord and Savior. It's the time where you enter into a love relationship with him. If you've not yet chosen to love the Lord Jesus, I pray that even today you make that choice to give your life to him. I want you to notice lastly today. That this cursed man on this cursed path, he has wrong choices, a wrong outward trust, and a wrong inward trust referring to his sufficiency. He's also got a wrong heart focus. 
I want you to notice lastly his wrong result. Wrong results. Look with me if you would at verse 8 and 9. For he shall be, actually I need to read verse 7 and 8, I'm sorry. Actually start in verse number 6. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. But blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding her fruit. Notice in these verses that the, this man on the cursed path, he's described as a heath in the desert. If you don't know what that is, it's referring to a dried up barren juniper tree. It also says he inhabits the parched places in the wilderness. He's given us a spiritual picture here. You see this man on the cursed road who trusts in others and trusts in self, whose heart is departed from the Lord, he is described as barren and dry and empty. Sounds pretty vain. All because he has chosen the cursed road and he's refused to turn to the Lord and trust in him and love him and give him his life. And listen, you can be very sure, friend, the cursed man will be spiritually empty, barren, and dry on the inside. Something's missing there. They know that they don't have what they need. But notice the difference that is seen in a man who will turn to and trust in the Lord. Verse 7 and 8 talks about the blessed man that trusts in the Lord, right? As a tree planted by the waters, spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when he cometh. But her leaves shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding her fruit. Speaks of bounty, speaks of blessings, speaks of fullness and fruitfulness. This is the blessed way of those who trust in the Lord. As I said before, it's not a path that you will choose to regret. <laughs> You will always look back on that time and say, praise be to God. I chose to trust in Jesus. What about you today, Fred? You don't have to be barren and empty on the inside. For the path of trusting and following Jesus, choosing to love him, let me tell you, that is a blessed and bountiful way. I can forsake that path today. I can turn my back on it forever. And I can turn to Jesus and trust in him. And you know what? I can find rest unto my soul. Amen. But you know what? The choice is ours. God's not going to force you. God doesn't force any man to choose the blessed way. He's got all the blessings awaiting, just like the father had them waiting at the house for that prodigal son. It was there. Hey, listen, did not the father want him to come sooner? He was waiting day by day, looking for that son to come back, that he might throw his arms around him and receive him in his home and, and rejoice with him and suck with him. It's what he wanted. But the father wouldn't force him. The choice was his own. He could dwell in that far country, in that land of wickedness, with the riotous 
riotous living in the pig slop to eat. Or he could dwell as a son in the father's house with all the father's supply, with all the father's provision, with all the father's protection, with all the love of the father. I don't know what's about you, but I think I want that side. Amen. That's what you got to choose. To choose a blessed way, to turn to him, to repent of your wrong and sinful ways, and turn to him and trust in him, give your life to love him and follow him as Lord and Savior. As we now finish, if everybody would stand to their feet, heads bowed, bowed and eyes closed. Lord spoken to your heart, the altar is open. As the pianist plays today, if you need to come and pray, you come and pray. Maybe you just want to come and just tell the Lord how thankful you are. Uh, that you chose that blessed path to trust in Christ. You are so thankful for what he did in making that wonderful difference. You'll never forget that day because you're so thankful of what Jesus has done in your life. Maybe, Christian, there's someone on your heart right now you know you need to pray for because they've been on that cursed path. They're going in that cursed way, and you know it leads to destruction in this life and in the life hereafter. Boy, they are headed that way. They're headed there hard. Would you come and pray for them? You know they need to be saved. Would you come and pray for them today? And maybe there's someone here today that would say, Preacher, you know what? The message spoke to my heart today because you know what? I'm not on that blessed way. I've been going my own way and I've been doing my own thing. I know I've had some religious things I've done in my life, but I, I don't think I can honestly say that I have chosen to truly and sincerely repent and turn to Christ and decide to trust Him and follow Him and give my life to Him as my Lord and Savior. Is there anyone here like that today that could honestly raise your hand and say, Preacher, the message spoke to me. I need to repent and trust Christ today. I want to give my life to Christ. I want to choose the blessed way today. Is there anybody like that here today? Raise your hands and preacher, please pray for me. That's what I need. Don't see any hands. God knows your heart. The Lord's spoken to your heart. You come and pray. Christian, you want to just come and thank the Lord for what he's done? You come and pray. You want to pray for a lost loved one? You come and pray.